from the Ducks Bar. <laughs> Out at Blue Collarville, broadcasting through Blue Collar Media on podcast and live stream. It's time for the Ducks Shed Podcast. Get all the boys need a shed. G'day and welcome to my Shed Bar for the latest edition of the Duck Shed Podcast, broadcasting through Blue Collar Media on podcast and live stream from my actual bar out here in Blue Collarville. Now, as you know by now, I've turned my Friday night shed sessions, say that three times quickly, shed sessions with mates around the bar into a podcast and live stream show. Now, you too can be a part of it just by commenting on the video or simply just by sending us an email. To do that, just go to bluecollarmedia.com.au and click on the contact button there to do that. Now, we certainly do enjoy the feedback and we get plenty of emails about this. It's becoming a bit popular and I respond to all of those emails as well. Stop clearing your throat there, Wilco. This, this week is going to be an absolute cracker. I've got two mates who are joining me for a yarn and a few laughs, laughs, including live music right here from the bar. It's going to be fantastic. Now, we'll get to Ian Dicko Dixon very, very shortly, but sitting here in the shed is a good mate of mine, Dave Wilkins, and, uh, look, he has performed with everybody from Russell Crowe to Chris Christopherson, Lee Kernigan. He tours with Shannon Noel. He does it all. Wilco, g'day. Hey! How you going, mate? I'm doing pretty well, mate. I don't know where to look. I look at the camera. No, right you've got right. a camera there. You're looking here, and I've got everything here, so I can see everyone there. So just wave right. to the camera. Yeah, All yeah. very, very good. Hello. All right. Now, what we do, we should bring our other mate in. Now, our mate Dicko is an icon when it comes to the music business. Former record company boss. He's worked with some of the biggest names on the planet, uh, but he's probably best known as the hard-ass judge on Australian Idol. He's a pretty good bloke. Now, look, as far as I know, he has been on the uh, Sunshine Coast playing golf all afternoon, so good luck. <laughs> anyway, Dicko, we can see you now. How are you, mate? Hello, guys. I've, I've, I must admit, I'm a little rusty. I haven't spoken to any real people for eight weeks, so you're the first taste. <laughs> oh, fair oh, dinkum. Good Lord. enough to eat, Duck. Oh, yeah, right. You must be, must be starving. <laughs> How are you, mate? Oh, it's good, actually. It's a little bit weird. Obviously, it's, I'm sure it is for everyone, but I must admit, I live up in a country town called Mullaney in the Sunshine Coast hinterland, and if you're going to be locked down in isolation, there's actually worse places to be. So, yeah, I just hang out with my wife and my chickens and look after the vegetable patch. But I'll tell you what, I've got a little bit of shed envy going on with your joint now. It looks amazing. Yeah, it's not a bad setup here, and uh, we get a few mates come around here occasionally, as you'd expect, but uh, we've actually got a barman here tonight. We'll re- we're going to introduce our barman very, very shortly. Do you remember the cartoon character Andy Cap? Yeah, of course I do. He was, uh, was in the Daily Mail, in the Daily Mail in Britain. Yeah, well, he yes. was. He used to be on the old Sun newspaper, I think it was, here in Sydney. That's right, and, the Sun, yeah. You remember that? Anyway, I've got to tell you, but we'll, we've dug him up. We've got him here tonight. <laughs> And we've got him here getting the beers. He's back. Andy Cap is back. He's made a comeback here tonight in the shed. Mate, say good day to your mate Wilco. G'day, Wilco. Dicko, how are you doing, my friend? Is there, has he got you locked in that shed? Has he's, he had you tied up there all day? He has. I've been here for a couple of hours now. I tell you, I've had a couple of beers too. I'm right in the mood. Have a bit of a chat. <laughs> right in the mood. Well, it's, not, it's nice to see that you managed to get out in isolation and buy some hair dye. Because I can <laughs> 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 oh, Jesus. Straight, ripping it straight into me. <laughs> hey, the, the last time I talked to you, mate, a week or so ago, you said that you were you were walking around your house with a tool belt on nothing else. 
<laughs> Can I tell you, Doc, living up oh. here in Mullaney, I live in a country town, as I said. All of my neighbours have got these most amazing sheds with, with like, ride-on tractors and parrots all circular soles. And all I've got up here is uh, I've got a set of Allen keys from Ikea. Honestly, I'm, I'm the most useless bloke in the street. Oh, very, very good. <laughs> very good. Mate, how have you been with the isolation caper? I mean, it's certainly different. I mean, at the end of the day, well, look, I must admit, we're all doing it. For the first first month, it was fantastic. I mean, when was the last time the government said, look, don't go to work, stay at home and watch telly all day? So I, yes. I had a Homer Simpson moment and thought, this is what. <laughs> but then, then after a month, I've finished Netflix, and I must admit, I'm really missing my sport. If I have another mate ring me up and talk me through his sodding Starado starter, I'm going to scream, I tell you. Oh, very good, mate. Have you been doing a few renos around the place, or what's doing there? Like, you're walking around with a tool build Look, on. Look, I am... My, your mate Dave Wilco, he's um, a mate of mine. He's a very useful man. He's good on the tools. I'm I'm basically hopeless. I'm If it wasn't for the fact that I'm good in the kitchen and not a bad kisser, my <laughs> wife would have got rid of me years ago. So she really does not want me doing anything on the house. Oh, mate, fair dinkum. We'll, we'll get into a bit of stuff in a minute, but, like, I mean... You had we had that that um, that big event on the Gold Coast last year, which was fantastic, and uh, and had and had legs and ready to get into it again this year. The uh, almost the greatest gig on earth, and there was big plans to what to do that in Cairns, Wilco, was that yeah, right? Yeah, or or in a Sunshine Coast, uh, a few other places. Yeah, yeah. And, and obviously with all the music events. I mean, this has been. I mean, look, it's bad for everybody, we understand, but what's going on at the moment has been absolutely devastating for the entertainment industry, hasn't it? It really has. And, and you know, look, I, I think the government's actually done a pretty good job in Australia. I'd rather be here than England. I think, you know, we, we, we've actually got, got off pretty well. But I must admit, the government came back and they talked about opening up the, the country again. And they talked about almost every single sector except music. Mm. So me and most of my mates in music are really a little nonplussed as to when live gigs are going to start again. And we're all talking about it, but mm. I, to be honest, I can't see festivals until next year mm. at the very earliest. Mm. And I don't even know if you're going to be able to put a small gig on in the back room of a pub. Yeah. So we're all a bit uh, sixes and sevens, I'm afraid, Doc. Yeah, I know. It's a bit, and, and we're talking about pubs. Yeah. Wilco and I were talking about it earlier, and as you know, Wilco used to own a pub, which he's probably lucky he doesn't own one right now. Mate, I'm counting my lucky stars. Yeah. Mind you, I think he's fine with the ten-person rule because oh. that's all he ever used to get. <laughs> <laughs> and that was when I was singing. We, used to, we had two hundred in there before I actually picked up a guitar. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yes, <laughs> You're right on there, mate. Well, they were lovely tempers. Oh, they, yeah. And they jumped around so much it looked like there was 20 of them. Oh, it was great. That's exactly right. Yeah, you wouldn't tell. Oh, Dingo, you're on fire, mate. That's very good. Should be a tough life for pubs at the moment. Oh, I mean, why open them for 10 people? I mean, for Christ's sake, just open the things up for 50 at least. I mean, 10 people. Yeah, it's a bit of worry. I mean, all the pubs out in our district aren't opening. I mean, it's pointless to open for 10 people. Um, It's why by the time you, you know, fire everything up and the, you know, the electricity bill will be more than the 10 people are going to spend there. So, but uh, but anyway, but that, that was a great event. And, and hopefully we can do that next year, the almost greatest gig on earth, and we had plans to get behind that and, 
And uh, I thought it was fantastic. The venue, Wilco, on the Gold Coast. There was a cracker, yeah, the, that Hoda there in, on the Gold Coast was a cracker venue. The, uh, mm. the government spent a lot of money on that. Uh, purpose-built venue. Um, you don't get many of those, too many of those around the country, so it was a mm. bit of a beauty. But we had a little, couple of little hiccups there. We had what, an Arctic, the first Arctic frost in 400,000 years turned up on that <laughs> night at 6 o'clock, didn't it, Dicko? Oh, yeah, you had it all. You had it all against you there, Dicko, didn't you? That was amazing, that. Be- because they, oh, they had that big wind, and then had to bus everybody yeah. up from Sydney. <laughs> we did. We had to get the performers up from Sydney. The the uh, the Arctic frost or whatever it was called at the time stopped all the flights coming out of Sydney and Melbourne. So we had a heart attack on the mm. Friday night before the gig. Mm. Holy Christ! Anyway, so Dicko, so obviously there's plans to um, you two blokes um, will hopefully get that back up and running in you know somewhere sometime next year. You reckon? Well, we'd like to. Here's one thing, though. Wilco is one of my best mates, right? And we were partners in this event. Yeah. And Wilco is actually worked as a promoter for a long time. I, I, and I was stressing out, and I said to him, I said, tell me, Wilco, what's, there's got to be some good things about promoting shows. He said, I'll tell you what the best thing about the show is. And I went, what is it? And he went, the day after it's finished. I went, oh, <laughs> now you tell me. That's the little spot on, I'll tell you what. The stress behind it was... I, I take my hats off to people who promote. But, mm. um, yeah, I could not believe the stress. And then all the stuff that... The unknowns, as Dave said, this ridiculous weather event that hits us. You well, know, but look, I have to yeah. say, we, with a little bit of distance behind us now, it was a fantastic event. And mm. I've got to thank you for your support, Doc. It was great. Uh, it was fantastic. Mate, it was great being up there. I thought the venue was A-grade. I mean, it was yeah, unbelievable. It was kind of... you know, on you know, Surface Paradise with this. It was a little bit like a, a small version of the domain. It was, a, mate, it's well done. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, and yeah. Perfect... yeah, it was and all people like us. It, it was like... It was mm. like schoolies for people with mortgages. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. It was all, and it was funny how all the people, you know, a lot of people had turned up in their 80s gear and they really got behind it, the people that, uh, no, that, that attended. That's, that's the way Dave dresses all the time. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> oh, mate, well, mate, we'll introduce Andy Caplater, his chauffeur, come slash barman, and you'll see how he dresses. I reckon actually Dickie Knee. Yeah. There's a bit of Dicky knee there with the cap on. Uh, anyway, but um, but Dicko, you've been in the music business for a long time, and we'll mention Australian Idol because I remember one night you telling me that you know now your kids are older, they actually watch you on YouTube and think, Jesus, you're a bit of an asshole. <laughs> but mate, well, my, my wife actually famous. My wife famously said to me once. She said, "Look, I'm, I've got to tell you, dear." You've been an arsehole for years. You just know you're getting paid well for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mate, how did you end up in the music business? I mean, you started out. What, what age were you when you got into it? And well, you've well, had one big I've career. Got, well, I've, got, I've got my wife to thank for this. I was a window cleaner in Bristol. And, um, and I met her at a nightclub and started dating her. And she was working in the record industry in London. And I started living with her in London, hanging around her office and then just a guy in a in a in an indie label down the hallway offered me a job, and uh, I went from strength to strength. Became music journalist, moved to to Sony Music, and then became their youngest director at 27. And then, yeah, I was very very lucky, really. But look, I, I pinch myself all the time, as I'm sure Dave did. I mean, look, Dave Wilco's got the He's got one over me because he's actually an artist. He's a guy who's toured around the world. Mm. He's created music. He's written songs. He's got a brilliant voice. 
me, all I've ever done is leech off people with talent. So I really enjoyed it. <laughs> hang on to coat, uh, hang on to coattails. I've been good at that myself, Wilk. Uh, DK, by the way, <laughs> you just get hold of somebody's coattails. Nothing wrong with it. And hang on as tight, <laughs> hang on as tight as you can, mate. Don't worry about that, pal. But so, mate, you, so you, when did you move to Australia? Like, um, because that's a big move. I mean, to to move. Obviously, from another country, and obviously, plenty of people do it. But you know, you, you've started over there in the UK. You're into it. When was the move on for Australia? Well, I um, I moved with BMG Music, and I just wanted to come. I took a three year contract, and I remember when we told our daughters they were eight and ten, and it was on Edie's the eight year old's birthday, and they hit the roof and screamed the house down, <laughs> and. Uh, and and Esme, and and Esme, Edie said, thank you for ruining my birthday and thank you for ruining our lives. <laughs> Real drama queen. And then Esme disappeared upstairs, comes down with an encyclopedia, open at Great White Sharks, and she said, look, you're determined to kill this family. <laughs> like, that, that was my plan all along, take them to Australia and get them bitten by a venomous snake. <laughs> but, yeah, look, we, we moved here, and I think it was six months in, I went, I've found paradise. There's no way I'm leaving this joint. This was 2001. And, and look, it was just remarkable. I couldn't believe there was a country as cool and as open and as beautiful as Australia. And you know what they say, if you found paradise, stop looking. Mm. It's the best. And I, when I worked in music in England, I was the vice president of international. So I was on a flight every week, everywhere. And I've been around the world twice. And this is the best country on earth. So look, it's, I must admit, six months in, I was like, "That's it, I'm not going home." Mate, if you got to go into isolation anywhere, mate, it's a pretty bloody great place, isn't it? It's a great place to be. As you say you wouldn't want to be in isolation in England right now. No, with Matt Boris. <laughs> no, well, poor even Boris caught it. I mean, fair yeah. dinkum. But I mean. And obviously you've got family over there, Dicko, and, and, and good friends. I mean, is it, I guess that's probably been a bit of a concern to you. Well, here's the thing, Doc. My mum's turning 80 this year, and I was really hoping to get there for her 80th birthday. But um, it's funny because she's, she's not very well. So I saw her last year. I didn't know if I'd see her again, and I might not, because she's on oxygen for 16 hours a day. Oh, but I thought shit. she'd be feeling really bad being stuck at home. But she's happy as a pig in what's her name because what she's lost, she's lost the fear of missing out because no other bug is doing anything. I'll just stop you there. I'll just stop you there, Dick. Dick, I'll just stop you. The translation in in Australian for what's her name is shit. Ah. Just so you got that. Yeah, okay. I didn't know whether I could swear on this show. No, no, no. Yeah, listen, it's, it's nothing new, Dicko. We did have Kevin Bloody Wilson on this program a few weeks ago. So. How'd you get away with that? Bro? Yeah, he, he set the bar <laughs> on the first gig. <laughs> Bloody hell. Have you ever worked with him? You've worked with some big names, Dicko. Who were some of the big ones you've worked with in the, in, over, your, oh, over look, the years? I've worked with um, the Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl, one of the most beautiful men in music. Um, I've worked on Celine Dion for her first hit outside of Canada. In fact, when I first met her, she was 16 years old and couldn't speak a word of English. And she'd had a hit in France, but she hadn't had a hit outside of Canada. But yeah, I worked with Billy Joel, another fantastic guy, and mm. you know, worked with um, yeah, just um, George Michael, like some fantastic people. I've been very fortunate. 
Yeah, that's unbelievable. Big names there. And, and of course, you work with Dave Wilkins, another one of the greats. Oh, who's, uh, bloody hell, who's also yeah, worked with plenty of um, names. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm, still thinking about, I'm still thinking about the 10 people that he got in the pub anyway. <laughs> oh, come on, mate. I was actually thinking right then, it was funny that backstage at the gig, almost the greatest gig on earth, when uh, we had Jack Vigin on stage doing mm. a, a wham thing. As soon as Dicko said George Michael, it took me right back to that moment. That was a very funny moment back to yeah. the edge. I've got to say, just on that greatest gig on earth, and if people haven't seen it, I'm, I'm tipping there's footage of it somewhere on YouTube or somewhere. Yeah. That, mate, the quality of the... They weren't just, you know, impersonators. They were real shows. The artists, the quality was just A-grade. No, it was. That's what we wanted to do. We wanted to present the very best songs from the 80s with the very best musicians in Australia. So I went to... We went, between me and Wilco, we went to our little black book and got some of the best musicians in the country. Seriously, you wouldn't have seen any better musicians anywhere in Australia that night. And, yeah, the production values were fantastic. And, and I just wished I'd seen the show because I was, I was side stage with Wilco just trying to get this show moving. But, look, at the end of it, I was very proud with what we did. And what we set out to do was to make a piece of entertainment that was trusted and, and dependable and that people would have a real sense of joy with. And, and I think we achieved that. So, yeah, yeah as, as um, you know, as the as the moment recedes and the panic recedes into the distant fog, I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, maybe we should have another go. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, mate, absolutely. Uh, and, and, and it'll only get better. And yeah. I mean, it was like going to see David Bowie in excess, you know. Elton it was fan- John. Elton John. I mean, how good... <laughs> How good was Elton John? It was just incredible. And and everybody, the thing I liked about it is it was the first event, but everybody turned up in, in the theme. I mean, there was some great to get yeah. up. Some of the people yeah. were, you know, they really got behind it. And the, the, the way the whole system was ran, how you had those, what was that thing you had, Wilco, with the, um, with the, with the drinks and the food? You bought credits oh, yeah, on some yeah, card yeah. thing. Yeah, that fe- was... A festival currency we used there. Yeah, that it was, was great, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it was a great idea, mate. It yeah. was fantastic, and everyone was just laid back. And I think one, it's a shame that this bloody virus has stopped things like that because I think once you get back up and running again, Nico, I think it's going to be – it'll be big, and people – it'll – It'll end up being one of these things where you'll put on three times a year all over the place and people will turn up in droves. Yeah, look, as, as, as long as there's people out there who love great music, then this has got a chance to exist. So. Mm. And, and look, you know, we had, we had, we had like about 35 different tributes and uh, only the biggest hits. So out of about 85 songs performed on the day, mm. I think 51 of them were number one hits in Australia. Mm. And that was fantastic. Yeah, you know? unbelievable. Oh, mate, he did David Bowie. Well, how good was he? I mean, and, yeah, and, and Jeff Doff, he's amazing. Oh, and, and Freddie Mercury as well. It was just incredible. And you mentioned the musicians before. Yeah. I mean, they were probably the best musicians in the country. I mean, they just played all day. And into the night, yeah. and uh, it was just amazing. The whole thing was brilliant. Well done. A lot of stress. I mean, I, I've got to tell you, I mean, Wilco looked the colour of a bad shit there for a while. <laughs> he was under enormous <laughs> pressure, Dicko. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think Dicko was actually... He was hanging to get on stage to just uh, get out of the pressure backstage oh. with a pressure cooker there, wasn't it? <laughs> Holy God. <laughs> Christ. So, mate, we've got to ask you, Dicko, right, Australian Idol. Yeah. You were, you were the... You know, you were the hard ass, yeah, mate. Tell us about that gig, and um, mate, because you obviously saw a lot of talent. I mean, I, I mean, you still have a bit to do with Shannon Noel, uh, yeah. even now. But um, 
Mate, what was that like? And uh, what was it like being the villain? Well, it's funny because I was friends with Simon Carl. I worked with Simon Carl in London. Um, I used to, we had adjoining offices and I worked really closely with Simon on all of his acts. And when I moved to Australia, he did Pop Idol. He was the original nasty judge. And I went back for a conference and he was, he was super famous. And I went, how did this happen, Carl? And he went, you've got to do this in Australia. And I went, well, I've just taken my kids there. I'm not sure I'm ready for that. But I ended up doing it. But I, I remember I was telling someone this yesterday. The, um, you know, I had that long hair in the first series. Well, the guy from Fremantle Media, the producer of the show, he had a meeting with me at BMG Records. And he said, right, so we were agreed you're going to be the judge. I went, yes, okay, I'll, I'll do it. And he left the office and then came running back in. He said, oh, one other thing. Whatever you do, Dicko, don't cut your hair. And I went, oh, <laughs> shit. Because if a reality TV producer tells you not to cut your hair, you know you have got the shittiest hairdo in the <laughs> Southern Hemisphere. Oh, very, very So good. two and a half million people every week tuned in for the mullet of shame. Oh, fair dickum. And that line about the hair dye, I'm sitting here with uh, with Wilco, as you know, Dicko, and I've got to say, uh, mate, you could probably do a bit of the Grecian Wilco. You reckon I've got going a bit grey, mate? I think so. Well, I haven't seen you for a while. Yeah. The self-isolation. You haven't I'd been t- down and... Well, i tell you what, mate. I mean, no, Grecian 2000. Remember that? <laughs> Remember that, Dicko? <laughs> yeah, Wilco, Wilco, we, with such lovely brown hair, why do you dye your temples white? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, it's a new thing. I'm just I'm going for this new thing, the silver fox, apparently. The silver fox. Oh, very good. More like a skunk. <laughs> what was that like? Hey, hey, and, the, and the smell of my clothes too, mate. I haven't been out of the house for about eight weeks. But these jeans stink, I'm telling you. Mate, the, Christ. What do you got here, Digger? The dog nearly 80. <laughs> <laughs> mate, what was that line you gave me that time we were talking on the radio and and you uh, you said to me, but the beans get up and say, and we're going to play one of our new album or one of our... Oh, yeah. Of- <laughs> yeah it's, no, the 11 most depressing words in music is, We'd like to play a few songs from our new album. $250 for this old crap. Oh, oh, very good, mate. Very, Jesus. very funny, mate. So, mate, <laughs> so what's the plans, mate? You're, you're playing a lot of golf these days. Uh, mate, what's the yeah, plan? I've uh, reacquainted myself here? with that horrible sport, but um, it's a really nice course, Mullaney. It's actually um, it's a real classic Australian country course. It's run by volunteers, so um, all of the like all of the landscaping, all of the all of the bunkers. I've even been volunteer. Well, I've offered to volunteer to dig out one of the bunkers, and it's just one of those courses. Everyone gets involved. It's like the the clubhouse and the pro shop is a is a shipping container converted. It's just got a beautiful homely feel to it. Is it a nine hole or eighteen hole there, mate? No, it's 18 holes and it's really bloody tough and there's uh, there's wicked rough. The, you lose a lot of balls and you never find any, so it's like magic grass. Yeah, well, plenty there's of people have lost their balls in there, there, mate. Not... Oh, <laughs> totally. And, yep. you, and you had Adam Scott up there. Does he live up that area? Yeah, Adam Scott's on isolation in, uh, in the Sunshine Coast on the beach and he's been up and played twice, three times in two weeks, so he loves the course. Wow, that's fantastic. What an endorsement for the course. I think he was on, on the news the other night and he's sitting there in uh, Sonny Mullaney. What an endorsement mm. for that course. No, it's a really good testament to the community spirit up here. It's like 
you know, Doc, you get a country town. Mm. People just mock in and help each other. It's really brilliant. Yeah, it's incredible. I know when you, even when you travel through country towns, and I used to call up in North Queensland, that North Queensland hospitality. But you get that in all country towns. If you, I mean, if you're, if you're travelling and something happens and you break down or whatever, they'll drop what they're doing to help you to get you going. It's just something about country towns and, uh, and the good people that live out there. And uh, and I, I, I strongly recommend people get out and spend some time in those places. It's just, oh. it's, it's the real Australia. I don't know how you, you're working it out in Mulaney at the moment, Dicko, because each time I've gone up there and we've, we've hung out together, it's a big... Uh, it's a big hug place. Everyone walks down the street and gives each other a hug and you, and you, you, you go and buy each other coffee and it's all hanging out in the cafes and stuff more than anywhere that I've been to. So how's that going for you up there? Yeah, it's, um, I haven't had a hug for two, for two months, basically. It's a very huggy place. I've had a few... Um I've had a few women of a certain age in the IGA ask when my mate Dave's coming up to visit. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I thought it was... So you clearly made a real impression of it. I, I actually thought he was only big at South Windsor, so he's big oh, up there as well, is he? South Malaya yeah, as well, but I was mate. a bit cross at these women because at their age they should have been in isolation. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You're giving away all my bad secrets, mate. Oh, very, very good. So, mate, what's the, what's the go from here once we get through this virus? What's the, what's the go for you, Dicko, for, uh, moving uh, forward, I don't mate? No, it's um, this. We've actually been working on an Australian Idol podcast with Fremantle, so hopefully that still comes together. Um, we, we've, me and Dave are working with um, a few artists as well. Dave and I have been working with a, a country duet called Cornell and Carr. Mike Carr is one of the greatest Australian country songwriters, and 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 Matty Cornell is just one of the finest. Um, performers and musicians and they put themselves together as a great country act first year on their first album they got nominated for two golden guitar awards yeah brilliant so yeah we had a we had a lot planned for them this year which is obviously turned to shit because of the virus but we, we were talking to them they're writing stuff they're going to be recording a couple of songs in july and and look the virus isn't going to stop us recording music and releasing it so i think the next cornell and car single should be out Start of September, end of August, maybe, and we're excited about that. So yeah, yeah it's, absolutely. Um, music still goes ahead, and mm. let's face it, you know, I can deal with a, a world without hugging, but I can't deal with a world without music. Oh, so. Yeah, that's, no, a, that's an album title there, mate. Yeah, what was that title again? <laughs> that's bloody brilliant. I can deal with world without hugging, but I can't deal in world without. Uh, Music, I love that. Let's write yeah. it down. Reggie. Reggie, we've got our, let's, let's introduce Andy Cap. We've got a barman in tonight. It's social distancing, Reggie, so I'll just get up and move over. But for those of you who have been watching us over the last, well, I think over a month now, I've been here just, you know, getting me out. Reggie, get, we, now we've made him dress up in a suit. Here he is, Andy Cap. Get in there. <laughs> what do you reckon, Dicko? Good. Okay. Go. Hey, mate, mate, we, we made him wear a suit tonight. We've told him, look, you go. We get a tie on. We Reggie. talked the shit up. We said, mate, we don't have, we don't let any shit in here. You got to come dressed up. She's so here he is. All right, thanks, Reggie. You can move on. Now. Just grab me a cold can yeah, while you're at it, he mate. Look, he looks thanks. like the defendant. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. He, what do you reckon, Wilco? He does. How he old does. is he? He doesn't look like he'll be uh, buying green bananas anytime soon. Mate, he's 113. I mean, how old do you reckon he is? <laughs> hey, we, you've done well, mate. We had Reggie driving the courtesy bus at the pub uh, there, Dicko, and 
I used to cringe every Monday morning. I get the complaints department <laughs> ringing me up because Reggie, you try and take all the girls home on Saturday night. Oh no! <laughs> oh mate! Hey, hey, but I've got to say, I, I can't bag him too heavy, Wilco, because I've had a few rides in that courtesy bus. Oh, you know? totally. Yeah. yeah no, it's so fantastic. <laughs> He's a bloody great fisherman too. Um, <laughs> at the start of the isolation thing, he, he brought around a couple of flathead. Mm. Bloody brilliant. Geez, they tasted all right too, Reggie. Yeah, Ooh, I mate. know. I mean, I thought I saw you down the fish markets there in Sydney, oh. Reggie, a few times. Hey. <laughs> eh? All right, Dicko. Well, mate, we probably should let you go, mate. Thanks very much for the laughs tonight. I mean, I'm still the one about the uh, the, the ten people in the pub was probably one of your best. Come on, and just give us those eleven those eleven words again. We'd like to play a few songs from our new album. It's <laughs> one of the no! best. No! It's one of the best, mate. All right, Ian, Dicko, oh, Dixon, you you're a good well, man, Dicko. We'll, uh, yeah, good on you, mate. And mate, Catch we'll, you soon. we'll talk soon because obviously we'll work with you and uh, over, you know, for towards this new for uh, next year's yeah, festival. Yeah, you bet, mate. Thanks, and uh, thanks and we'll stuff. do some stuff together there, mate. And uh, I really look forward to um, to catching up with you for a beer, mate. Once we can travel in the state because you've closed your borders now. Oh, mate. Yeah. That was yeah, just absolutely. We don't want any refresh coming in. No, can't. That was the other way around. We closed our borders, mate. We didn't no, want them coming down. No, we, we didn't want them coming down. Oh, Dicko's obviously still got a bit of pull. Anyway, oh. I'll let the Sheilers know down at the IGA at South Windsor that Wilco's a two-timer, oh. and uh, so you can uh, put a good word in for him with that with that uh, Sheila up there in, um, oh, in on yeah, the Sunshine Coast. So, look, I'll say, put your teeth in, girls. He's coming to the next <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. All right, Dicko, you're a good man, mate. We'll, we'll catch. We'll, Shit. We'll catch. <laughs> See you, Dicko. See you, good mate. man. See you, mate. Bye. See ya. <laughs> oh, there he is. Oh, just, I want to say something there, but I'm not. Oh, how good was he? Just, he's a legend, mate. Oh, mate. There, he's a very, very. He <laughs> <laughs> legend. <laughs> very funny. Actually, we should have spoken about his radio career, but anyway, that's another story. We can bag him now. He's gone. Oh, yeah, mate. Uh, that, that mullet, I'm telling you. Uh, anyway, that's no, all what very a, good. What a good guy. We've been working together now for quite a few years, and uh, that, uh, like the festival idea, that was the first of many, hopefully many, uh, joint ventures that we do. Mm, yeah, that was a, it was a, well, mate, it was a cracking weekend, and as you know, we've got Blackie sitting over there, yeah. the lovely Mrs. sitting here listening. We've got a yeah. couple of other mates here tonight, two young Archie Peters, who's here, and uh, his dad, Joshua, a mate of mine, and we've, we've kept it legal. We've got... Yep. We've got, we've, we're right on the five. Hang on, no, four. We've got four guests, so we're, we yeah. can, mate, we'll get the next door neighbour over now. Get him over. Get him over. Anyway, so, so Wilco, we'll turn on to you. What we might do, we might get you to play a song and then we'll talk oh, about. Shit, mate. Your, you reckon you can do something? We've got a bit of a surprise later because I mean, we had a bit of a warm up earlier. Yeah. And I've produced the harmonicas. You did, mate. Right. You produced it. Anyway, but give us a bit of a song. We've got live entertainment here in get, the... Uh, get rid of these ones. You want to get rid of them? Oh, I'll just, I'll just, hang on, I'll just turn that off. But, but Nick, before you do that next time, okay, just let me know you're going to do that and I can turn that off. But basically, this bloke here, Dave Wilkins, a mate of mine, he has played with all of the big names in Australian music and not just in Australia, the big artists around the world. And we'll talk about that in the, in the uh, very, very shortly. But in the meantime, we're going to get we're going to put some live music on here. I don't know what the neighbours are thinking uh, that live around here, but they'll just think it's any other Saturday night. To be honest with you, uh, I thought you would have tuned that thing earlier, Wilco. Are we right, Daryl? I've been sitting out here in, in Antarctica, mate. She goes out of tune. Yeah, right. Okay. It is. It, well, we've got a fire going too, just opposite us here, so we're going all right. It's a big night here. Look, a big g'day to everyone that's watching, and uh, James Glenn Denning, a good mate of ours, Wilco, has said g'day. Hey, Leslie Flowers watching mate. as well, and I know. Aaron, how's Harry and Jack going, Aaron? I noticed they're uh, 
there watching it all. And Lawrence, me next door neighbour, who just sent a message on the phone here. Cheese duck. I mean, Lawrence, come over. <laughs> anyway, but all very good. And like we say, it's a big night tonight. Not only do we have, um, not only do we have the late, the live entertainment. We've got our own barman here tonight, so all good. But Wilco, take it away. Get into it, son. Can you put that volume up there, mate? I can do that, mate. I can, all the, I can do that on the speaker. I can do that for you. There you go. I'm not sure what's going to come out. I haven't sung in about eight weeks. The kids are driving Saturday afternoon. Just pass me by. And I'm just savoring familiar sights. And we shared some history. This town and I And I can't stop that long Forgotten feeling of her It's time to book a room And stay the night Number one is to find some friends And say you're doing well And after all this time you boys look just the same and number two is a happy hour at one of the two hotels and settle into play do you remember so and so and number three is never say your name or the Trees will blind the weary driver And there's nothing else can set fire to this town There's no changes, no pace Everything within its place Just makes it harder to believe That she won't be Is that settling of bullshit anyway? It takes more than just a memory to make me cry. I'm happy just to sit at a table with old friends and see if
They're going off out here in the shed. We'll go. Well done, son. Jeez, I made a cracker of a mistake in there. Oh, uh, uh, anyway. I we'll should have rehearsed it first. Yeah, you might want to put the headsets back on when you talk, oh, mate. That might that. help. Yeah, we'll turn that not? microphone off. What do you reckon? How good was uh, How good was Wilco? You done well, mate. Yeah, you done really well. I'll turn your microphone on as well. I mean, we've got well, I'm going to do all of it here. I'm all, no, it's all happening. Read messages. Look at the. Uh, make sure we're we're recording and we're on. And mate, how you been travelling in isolation? Yeah, no, mate. Right I've done it real tough. Have you? <laughs> what do you reckon? What? I've been sitting here. Jesus, mate. <laughs> I reckon you've been doing it real. I've well. got to tell you now, that, mate. I've got to say this to you that Tui's have done very well out of me being in isolation. <laughs> I've, been I for, I've been sitting here for how long, love? Two months. Blackie's over there. Two months sitting here just behind this bar. So, mate, yeah. there you go. But um, no, I haven't really spent a lot of time. There you go. Get one into you, mate. We've got a barman here tonight. Thanks for bringing him up. Andy Cap, our barman. Oh, Reggie's done a great job. The old courtesy bus driver from uh, the Hawkesbury Hotel in the old days, and uh, which is uh, good. And it was good to see that he's worn the suit. And uh, that was obviously one that he's picked up from Lowe's. At Lowe's, mate. Yeah. Bloody hell. He's done well. He could get on the ad. He, he could. You just yell out at Lowe's, Reggie. Go on. Lowe's. No, at Lowe's, you imbecile. It's two words. I go for the line. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so, Wilco, it's good that you're up here, mate. I haven't seen you for ages because, like we say, we've all yeah. been in isolation. We've been given the, the nod now where we can get out and visit people. So I rang you through the week and said, why yeah. don't you come up and bring a guitar? Because you've had a few big nights here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Down the back shed there, mate. I crawled out of this place a couple of times. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Hey, I'm pretty pissed off with you, though, man. I've got to tell you, I'm, I'm a bit pissed off. Well, what have I done now? You told me I'd be behind the bar with you, so I did the old newsreader thing. I got the Ugg boots on. Oh, no, no, you got the Ugg boots. Yeah, but, <laughs> but they're not on camera, so you're just giving yourself up. Oh, look at them, though. The, Oz, the Aussie Ugg boots. I mean, I'm sitting here with fair. a flannelette shirt and my undies. I mean, like, it's, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Jesus. Uh, don't don't put the camera behind there then. No 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 no, it won't be happening. Reggie, no, but but, but I am in shorts, and I mean, we, mate, we sat here a few weeks ago. It was freezing. Yeah, and, I, mate, I a, and the fire's going here tonight, and obviously people can't see that fire, but it's going. And that uh, is a cracker, isn't it? Yeah, we've got the fire it's a on, little, and uh, pipe that's awesome. Yeah, it is a ripper. And uh, but the other week we we were on. I'm not sure who we had on, but mate, it was freezing. I had the fire going. I had a heater going behind the yeah. bar. He had a beanie on. <laughs> <laughs> and a vest, oh mate, yeah. it was oh mate, it was freezing. It was a bit of a winter blast. Oh mate, but it's not too bad tonight. And that fire is a beauty because it warms the whole area up here. That's so. a cracker. Yeah, it is good. So we'll go. That was a pretty good tune you just did then. But music's been your yep. life, and you've it has been, mate. I mean, you you have worked with some of the biggest names, some some of the biggest names in the industry. But you had mm. your own band there for a while, which you, mm. you appeared on Hey Hey at Saturday, which was good. What was that Utopian Babies? Yeah, yeah, we had a, a band. I think from like ninety seven to ninety nine. It was a very short lived thing, but uh, it was good. I loved that little band. We went over to Germany uh, once or twice, and we did a lot of Australian tours, and uh, and it was a good a good experience. I mean, my whole life actually from when I was at school and you know when I had job, you know, day jobs and stuff, I'd always be either playing the guitar or, or writing music. I, in this isolation world, it's been funny because I actually emptied a storage shed and I put it into a, like a shipping container thing and out on, uh, on a, a friend's property. And, and in all these old, uh, you know, trunks of stuff, it's just lyrics. I just used to write lyrics. Mm. Now, they... It's boxes and boxes of them. And I, I went through one or two boxes and I couldn't find one decent song out of all of them. And I thought, mm. Jesus, no wonder they're in a shipping container because mm. they're shit. Mm. <laughs> but uh, 
But yeah, I, from ever since I can remember, Mum was even saying today. She said, uh, you know, when I was a kid, the the little bassinet thing. When uh, I was born in Currajong, that's why I'm I'm here. But I um, they had me in the you know you know what is it the little infant thing when you you know you're only just born yeah, the and crib she, the crib mm. and she said the crib was always rocking there was something going on and she said she she knew I was destined to either be. Uh, and you know, something that was going to go to jail or uh, or a musician or something like mm, that. But mm. but there was always music. And from four four years old, my uh, my auntie was in the uh, Richmond Players, and I used to be really intrigued by Auntie Jeanette. She'd be uh, singing in things like My Fair Lady and stuff. And always did I want to go to watch the theatre or or play music or be in a band and and uh, even you know, right through school, everything it was all about music. Mm. All about music. So, mate, you were in that band, but you've played in others. You played in Russell Crowe's band. Yeah, yeah. When, when I was doing the Utopian Babies thing, we were on television quite a bit and we were, I think we, uh, we we got into the charts there at one stage and and we were with the same agent as Russell Russell's band, 30-odd Foot of Grunts, and this is 1999. And, um, and what happened was we went on tour with him. So we, we had, I don't know, 10, 20 dates. I can't remember now, but... Uh, there was quite a few dates around Sydney and and as the the nights went on, I'd see Russell at the side of the stage or, you know, in the audience and he just got to see, because that's, as I said, you know, that's all we did was music. So Russell was obviously a very a very well-known actor but the band that he was playing with, played played a lot, but they had a lot of other other jobs. We just did music. So he'd stand on the side of the stage and go, look, the dedication of these guys. Mm, so, mm. so after a little while, he kind of just said, listen... Don't worry about that little side project you're doing. Come, come and join my band, and uh, and I said, well, I, I don't know. I like my band. And he said, I've got a Learjet. I went, mm. <laughs> I'm with your band, mate. So that was about the start and the finish mm. of that. And you spent a lot of time with him because you actually lived with him in the states. And yeah, we that, uh, that would have been interesting. And that was when he was doing the big movies, Master and Commander, and all those big, yeah. real big epics. And uh, and you were there, right front, front and center. Yeah, we. Uh, it was amazing, actually. While while he was shooting uh, Master and Commander. That was down in Baja in Mexico. So I was living in Los Angeles at the time. You know, thanks, and that's thanks to Russell because I, I got my publisher in this country to, to advance a little bit of money and, and I moved. I got a little unit in Los Angeles and I stayed there for quite some time. But Russell would come back to Australia and, and do stuff here. Then I was just living in the States and he said, I want to do another album and let's write it while I'm uh, making the movie Master and Commander. So that was very, very interesting. So we're in this, uh, in this, uh, the hotel in Baja, and we had a little recording studio set up there, and that's how that second record that I was involved with started. We, um, we he wrote it after the the working uh, ethic, the work ethic of Russell Crowe is uh, second to none. He'd be up at four thirty in the makeup chair for to do a few hours of makeup for that character that he was playing in that movie, and then. When they'd finished shooting, uh, you know, late late in the afternoon or early evening, he'd come in and he'd put the same amount of dedication to making a record. So mm. he was absolutely amazing in that in that time for me. He's one of those blokes too. Is when you know when you see some actors and you know it's the same bloke, but he he plays different roles and he's yeah. just mate. You wouldn't know that it was the same bloke that played, you know, like the movie Beautiful Mind, which is one everyone yeah. mentions, but. The Water Diviner, which was one of oh, probably cracker. one of my favourite Russell yeah. Crowe movies, where he he basically it was just like it was like it wasn't him. Yeah, he's an incredible actor, and uh, yeah, and uh, I guess it would have been like. But you've worked and, and through that, uh, 
you've worked with plenty of overseas artists. I remember one night you were here and you produced the YouTube clip of oh, right. you on stage with Chris Christopherson and Russell. Yeah. I mean, what was that like? That was amazing. Um, like for, you know, for a guy that grew up in Currajong and, and grew up on people like Chris and Willie and Johnny Cash and all those sorts of things, when, when we were in the middle of the Russell thing, I think one of the things I was thinking about today about that whole situation was it was the access to all these other folks mm. that, that became just the norm. Mm. You know, it was um, it was like you were transported into a, almost into a movie. Mm. So your life became this weird situation where, you know, on that particular night when we were shooting for it was a thing called a soundstage in Chicago, and it's still going to this day. They do some really great stuff, and they'd match up a couple of bands, and those bands would play singularly, and then they would play together. Now, when we when we uh, had a rehearsal with Chris, I remember standing there going, "Holy!" F, you, you know, C, what? K. Fuck. Holy fuck. Yeah, right. This is just the most unbelievable moment. And mm. uh, and it took quite a bit to just to come back down to earth. Here we're, we're singing, you know, me and Bobby McGee and Sunday morning coming down and others and going, wow, mm. shit. And then uh, and then at that gig too, we're, we're sitting backstage having a couple of beers and then Lisa Marie Presley wanders in. You think... Mm. When is this ever going to happen mm. again? I mean, how do you feel that you've done all that and here you are tonight in, you know, at my bar? This is the, pin I mean, <laughs> this is the pinnacle here. I mean, yeah. if I didn't do anything else, yeah. this is the pinnacle. What about young Archie Peters has just put a bit more lumber on that fire too? Archie Cracker, eh? You notice he's sitting right next to it over there. We can't, we can't turn the camera around and show Mate, you. your right arm must be on fire. <laughs> <so> <laughs> he's sitting right next to it. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, and then in Australia, I mean, you did um, a lot of work with Wendy Matthews. Yeah, we did. Uh, look, a lot of the, to be honest, I, and I probably denied this for a very long time, but if I'm going to be totally honest with myself and, and to progress forward as a human being, I owe nearly everything to Russell as far as that was concerned because mm. it did open every door. Even though I had success as a musician in my own right at that particular stage, by the time I finished with, well, I, by the time it was all over with Russell's band, I'd sort of had en enough, and that opened up doors to do lots of other stuff. You know, I could I could call record labels or radio stations or film companies, and and they'd let me through the door. Mm. So one of those was with Wendy. Uh, I met actually met Wendy at a party that Russell had, mm. and we hit off very much straight away, and it worked out that I ended up being in a part of her life for a very long time and we we had uh, two or three albums together you know either either production or management um, and planning and we did a lot of tours together and it was a very really great time of my life in that at that stage as well mm. so and it did you know and I met your mate Adam Harvey just after all that I started to run a record label then I started getting to festivals just done all this, all this stuff, but it's always been related to music under the under the one umbrella. It was always mm. under the one umbrella, mm. and even even over the last few days, you know, I'd, I've been sitting at home and thinking about what where this goes because of the whole isolation thing, and I couldn't think of anything else that I could do. I, mm. you know, I'm happy to go and work seven days a week doing a day job, but I think after the I put whatever I was doing down, I would always go back to either playing music, writing music enjoying music mm. or creating something. I love that festival that Dicko and I did. I love uh, – I'm going to start to get back into a bit of music management 
that I love. You know, just playing, I love that. It's just a different lifestyle. Mm. Like, you could always get a job pumping petrol because you grew up in a petrol station and I've actually got the SO. That, mate. Where Look. is it? I'll get the sign here. There it is. It's a cracker. That is a cracker. The old SO and a couple of the old... Yeah. I don't know if they'll come up with the lights. The lights might make of that. They hold yeah. up like that. The old SO. You, you, yeah. you actually, your mum and dad own the SO, the local SO service station out here. That's right. Where you yeah, basically yeah. grew up living there. Mate, it was uh, it was a very very different lifestyle. Like all my, and I didn't even realise this till till much later in life. But all my friends, they either lived out, you know, one of my best mates lived out here on Blacktown Road in Freeman's Reach, uh, and he had a, his dad had a farm. Mm. Uh, but most of my other friends lived in town in houses, mm. and uh, you know there'd be a house there and one house here and another here. But we lived in a service station. We had a, like a four-bedroom house built on to the back of a service station. This was at McGrath's Hill, right right where the um, – I think it's the 7-Eleven now. Yeah, it's a 7-Eleven, yeah. And they've actually demolished the house part of the back of it. But what yeah. a different lifestyle that was because, you know, we had um, – Especially when I got, we were getting into cars, we had a service station. With yeah, a, how good's that? I used to with work. a hoist, you Mate, know. When I was eighteen, I worked in a Golden Fleece pumping oh, yeah, fuel. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Oh, I've got to tell you a funny story. Like mm. you used to get the same customers come in and they, you know, fill her up and and mm. thirty all round, which meant you know thirty mm. pound in the uh, in the tires. The tires you know? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so this there used to be <laughs> yeah, and do the there used screen. to be this lady that used to come in, an elderly lady. And uh, she, she'd come in every three days, you know. You just check the oil and 30 all around. I used to get down near the tyre and, and just go, psst, psst. <laughs> I mean, how many times do you want to check your tyres? You know, 30 all around. You know, and then you'd you know, tip in a oh, quarter, yeah. quarter oil and oh, yeah, they were yeah. different times. I mean, I, yeah. I honestly thought with this virus that you could have brought back the driveway hey, service. With, yeah. you know, you've got those mobile FPOS machines now. Yeah. And, and uh, you know what, young blokes today, like, and yep. I've got like Archie here and my young bloke uh, inside, they wouldn't have known what it was like to go to a petrol station where someone came out, filled the car up for you, checked your oil, checked your water, top, you know, checked the tyre pressure. It just, they wouldn't have a clue. And it was funny. Yeah. When, when we were doing that, we, we, we were at a Caltex and then we moved out of the Golden Fleece. And um, it was funny. This bloke had come out, this American bloke had come out from... From Caltex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, actually, sorry, he was from Shell, and Shell were buying the Caltex survey that was a freehold garage we worked at. And he was telling me and you know, and my mate, he said, yeah. oh, one day, because yeah, we used to fix punctures. I mean, you go, yeah, you, yeah, Z, totally. you know, you yeah, get people yeah. come in and buy a Z9 filter for a Falcon and, yeah. you know, and a fan belt for HQ Holden and all <laughs> this. And he said, one day there'll be none of this here. Mm. He said, you'll be able to do your groceries, pick up this, pick up that. And I'm thinking, mate, this bloke's fucking kidding, isn't he? I mean, mm. what are you talking about coming here and buy, yeah. you know, your groceries and buy milk and bread? And I mean, we had a pie oven, you know, and a fridge full of Coke, Coca-Cola, yeah, totally. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, was, and obviously now, when you look at it now, I mean, you can't get a, fa- a Z9 filter or a fan no, belt mate, in a petrol Jesus. station these days. Bloody hell. yeah. Oh, I mean, you've got well, to go to Super Cheap Auto or a, well, a bit of one of those on. auto barns, you know, so yeah. Auto One, yeah. and uh, and go and get all that. That's the only place you can get that stuff now. You can't buy a filter or any parts Made of the server. A bit of trivia on the service station thing. My mum was telling me the other day um, that we were the first self-serve service station in the country. Is that so, right? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, all the reps used to come out and say, this is a really developing area out yeah. here in Windsor and you should go self-serve. And I remember it was a big argument point with my mum and dad at that time. 
well, your dad was saying, you can't, you know, that yeah. that, that fandangled self-serve thing yeah. won't work, you know, and wow, look at us now. Oh, mate, it's unbelievable. Oh, I mean, and, you know, and at the end of the day, you used to get the, because cars would pull up. Cars in yeah. the old days, as you know, had a lot more oil leaks than they do now. Yeah. So they'd be there getting their fuel and they'd drive out and there'd be yeah. a little oil. So at the end of every day, we had a, a, one of those steel buckets with an old mop. And we'd mop Caro on all the oil spots and just stand there and hose the top. <laughs> I mean, imagine doing that today. <laughs> but anyway, well, mate, I reckon you've got another song, a couple of songs in yeah, your wheelbarrow yeah. because people probably want to hear you play before we turn you on and we'll do it all properly this time. But uh, no mate, give us another give us another couple of songs, we'll go. We're in the bar in the shed. You, I told you to wait till I turn your mic off before oh, you do I'm that. I'm not going to listen to you, mate. Too. Anyway, just oh. stick that here. I've got that here, mate. And uh, you get amongst it, mate. Away you go. I'm going to do a bit of a cheerio, actually. And I don't know if she's watching, but but um, my mum's been really crook of late. And um, and this is her favourite song. And I play it, for, like, first time every time when I do a gig and she's there. So this is for you, my darling mother, my 90-year-old mum. Uh, she's a 1929 model. She's been telling the hospital. I'm a 1929 model. Uh, it's called Strawberry Wine. I'll just do a verse chorus and something. And... Someone turn the light up on the stage Now I find that I am respectable And somebody once told me to act my age Get a job, get myself sensible So I sat upon the beach And I watched the waves roll to the shore I lay my head on the sandy bed Singing on and on forevermore Oh, and pass me strawberry wine And let me lay down in the sweet sunshine And kiss those lips so divine And tell the world I'm doing Said the world is gonna fall. Said the writing's up there on the wall. So lay me down and sell my soul, yeah. I won't be hanging here anymore, anymore. I was talking to an angel, she said everything it's just fine. You can raise a weight. Sunny day, drinking love is on moonshine. Yeah. Oh, and pass me the strawberry wine, and let me lay down in the sweet sunshine. Ooh, kiss those lips so divine, and tell the world I'm doing fine. Sunshine. 
kiss those lips so divine And tell the world I'm doing fine Ooh, pass me the strawberry wine And let me lay down in the sweet sunshine Ooh, kiss those lips so divine And tell the Go on, off out of here, Wilco. Uh, Mate, you got another one? Come that. on, let's go back to back. Come on, just pick loving, one out of your repertoire. Loving that crowd. Jeez. Anyway, what we'll do a bit later on too is we'll have a bit of a surprise <laughs> because, Wilco, we were practising earlier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We'll, uh, we'll have a bit of a crack later. But, mate, give us another one, mate. Something that we'll all know, mate. There's plenty of people watching. Greg Ambler, a mate of mine. Good on you, Greg, up there in the mountains. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, you to whack them back on. I'll just uh, I'm not going to dig around. I'll just turn yeah. this one off. Oh, lovely, there you mate. Go. You're back, mate. Well done. But uh, mate, I've got to tell you, hey, there's a lot of. Give me that for a sec, mate. That's our barm and Reggie, the Andy Capper's. We've renamed him. Oh. And look for anyone who hasn't seen him. We'll just bring him. Oh, you got the guitar there, Josh. Just hold on to that guitar for a minute. We'll bring Reggie around in front of the camera so people can see that we've got our own barman here tonight in the shed, which is the first time ever. I'll just get away social distancing, Reggie. So just get in. We've got. We've made him wear the suit. 
Well done. <laughs> what a cracker. Oh, right, oh, Reggie, off you go, mate. Thanks very much, mate. Just keep the beers coming, son. But you've done, you've done well. Uh, uh, anyway, what a classic, mate. So, mate, you've toured with plenty of people. You had a lot to do with Shannon Noel of, of yeah, late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We ended up being his tour manager for three or four years or something. There's, um, yeah, every weekend. So I had the pub at one stage, had the festival. I think I was managing Wendy, and I was going out on the road with Shannon on the weekends. It was a very, very hectic life, very hectic life. So I'm actually glad all that sort of stuff is, you know, dropped off a bit. God, mate, it's been pretty great. I don't know about you, but at the moment, when we go back into some sort of normality, whenever that may be, I'm not even sure if I want to do it. Mm. I don't mind watching Netflix, you know, for four or five hours or six yeah. or seven or ten hours a day. Mm. And, and, you know... Oh, mate, I've got to say to you, I've been, I've been watching a bit of Netflix. In fact, I've become... What, Courtney, what do you call it? What has Courtney gone, Ashy? Um, I watch stuff and then I'll yep. just keep watching it. So I found this show on Netflix called Designated Survivor. Designated for right. So it's, it's got old mate in it. Is it Kiefer Sutherland? That's a great one. I've anyway, watched that as mate, well. Right, so anyway, anyway but, but what I do, but I've got to say, he's not. I mean, he's a great actor. He's awesome. So what happens? A designated survivor is somebody, if anything, the government yeah. in America disappears and the president and everything, well, then there's a designated, the bloke who survives becomes the president. That's it. Right? So you wouldn't believe it. Yeah, Someone's I'll... blown up Congress. Yeah. Right? So he's the designated survivor. Oh, mate, it's a pretty good show. So I started watching that. Yeah. And, I mean, I watch a series in like two days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's time. Anyway, so anyway, but I've got this new, I wanted this new one now. Yeah. Oh, mate, it's, it's, it's a beauty. What's and what, you, know what, you know what else I do? I watch, like, I've watched designated survivor, the whole lot of it. Like, the lot. Yeah, what? There's I mean, three I mean, series, isn't it? No, there was three series, so yeah. I'm, I'm watching it again now. I'm oh. halfway, right? Like I've watched the Soprano series. Oh, I reckon Christ knows how oh, many yeah. times. But I've got to tell you now, I'm onto this one. You've got to get onto this, and it's on Stan. Yeah, it's called Yellow um, Yellowstone. That is great, with Kevin, Kevin Costner. Costner. Kevin Costner. That's oh, a, mate, that's bloody brilliant. How good thing. is it, mate? Yeah, mate, it's a top show. Yeah, and then I was actually seeing something. Uh, they're they're going into the third series, or they've shot the, the third series now. And June twenty second, mm. the new series. I can't wait for that one. Yeah, mate, it's a, it, mate, it's a pretty good. I'll tell you what, they're pretty loose in that show. Oh, aren't they? very loose. I mean, it's like the old, what it is. It's like an old version, a new version of the old westerns. Yeah, well, they shoot shoot each other and mate, nothing happens. Hell. And hell. But mate, it's a great show. Yeah. I don't know if anybody, mate, if you've seen it, send us a bit of a comment. I'm trying to keep up with these comments. There's a stack of them, or send us an email. But um, uh, uh, was it? Is it Ozark? My mate Kev Sullivan put me on to Ozark or Ozark. Or I've seen Ozark. that. I've seen that on there, but I haven't oh, watched it. Oh, holy god, that has got some unbelievable stuff. Yeah. In it, Reggie, you're driving, son. I mean, how many have you had? Jesus, Reg. You've had two. Bloody hell, mate. Right, okay, we'll just keep an eye on him, mate. All right, because you're was driving the limo, mate. Mate, it was like this with the courtesy bus, I'm I mean, telling you. The, the good like, thing Reggie, you've already had a carton, mate. You can't drive anyone. It sounds good, the limo, but it's actually a Datsun 120Y. But anyway, well done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, oh. no, and I reckon that's what's been happening. All these people working from home and getting their... You know, their employers to boost their internet are sitting at home watching Netflix and Steam. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> There's some great stuff out there. I, I actually really like it. I'm going to have a go at, uh, at, at somebody at the moment, but it, I love the fact that Netflix, they, they charge you a subscription fee, so every month you pay your 10, 20 bucks or whatever it is. How much? Do we pay that, love? 
12 months got, free. We've got 12 months That's free. That's awesome. Get on to it. How, how do we do how that? How do you get that? There's only one. Ah. I thought there's only. Oh, okay. Fruit. Okay. I thought there was only one rolder in the family. I Lucky, you should have got me involved. We would have got two years free. But anyway, let's. Uh, I, I love the fact that they do a subscription fee. So Stan, I think there's Amazon Prime. They all charge you 10, 20 bucks a month or something like that. But they reinvest. So mm. all those great series. It's yeah. Netflix is producing these great series. They're, hello, Mr. Netflix, Mr. Stan, give me a free sub- subscription here. But anyway. Um, so they reinvest. So I'm going to have a go at Mr. Spotify. Bad, bad. No, 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 no. Now listen, this is a blue collar media production. So yes. don't go bagging anybody. <laughs> I am. I'm like, I no, am. no, no, no. Because I've, oh, I, you'll be right. I, 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 no, I mean, no. I love all those things that yeah. you mentioned. Yes, reinvesting. We just need to reinvest in our industries. That'd be great. That'd be very, very good. Oh, very good. You got another song in you or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. Get the guitar there going, but no. Nah. Well, then we'll we'll talk about your life when because I met you when you owned the pub. And we'll, yeah. talk, and we'll talk about the pub because, mate, that was one of the great venues. Live, We'll talk about a bit of live music venues uh, shortly because that's a little bit dying. Even without the coronavirus, that was already struggling. But uh, you want to take the headsets off this time? I'll we'll just do, turn mate. you off. You do that and I'll turn that mic on and away we go. So, um, Beautiful, mate. Yeah, and we'll have a chat. Here we go. Give me those. Man. They're very expensive, yeah. okay, so I'll just look after they're, that. They're crackers, though, aren't they? Well, they want to be, mate. mate. They fucking cost money. One day I'm gonna find a way to change now Find a better day now I'll be talking to you One day I know it'll be okay now It ain't gonna rain now One of these days What if I get there And there's no one in there Just change 
Crowd we've got out here, Wilco. Unreal, we? eh? Yeah, 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 mate. It's pretty good, mate. Don't put the guitar away. I reckon you should go another one. Oh, the beer yeah. first. Yeah, 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 we'll have a mouthful yeah. of beer. We'll have a quick chat yeah, yeah, about. Yeah. We'll turn you. Um, we might want to put those back on them while you do oh, that. Yeah. And uh, this is all happening here, just in the uh, in the bar. You're right. You're back on. You're I'm right? back on. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, mate, let's talk about it. Um, live music in pubs. Yeah. It's a bit of a dying thing. I think what's happened in a lot of pubs today is where the stage used to be, there's now poker machines. And, That's right, and, and yeah. pubs now, pubs these days are a lot about the food yeah, and about looking after families, which is a good thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I remember when I was a young bloke, we'd go to the pub with the old man yeah, and we'd wait in the car, and there'd be like swings. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right, uh, right. there'd be like the set, yeah. a set of swings, and there'd be all these cars out the out the back of the pub. Yeah, with all the kids in the cars while their old mans are in there drinking schooners, and he'd come out. Yeah, every now and again with lemon squash and a packet of Smith chips. Yeah, that's right. But mate, I mean, absolutely. that was the dumb thing, and then he just. He'd yeah. be in there all afternoon having a skinful, and he'd fucking drive us all home. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. but these days. Pubs now are like, you know, they look after the families. Got the, it's all about the yeah. food. And I mean, who thought you'd ever get a pizza at a pub? I mean, when pizza shops came out and Pizza Hut was the go, mm. and now now you get some of the best pizzas you'll buy are in pubs. But and then the poker machines hit the pubs, and what that did is those things combined mm. got rid of the live entertainment that used to be in those pubs. So when you brought your yeah. pub, you got that pub. That you had, yeah, it was you were big on the live entertainment, which is what it was all about. Yeah, well, Pete, Peter had the experience in uh, in running the pubs, and and I basically was brought on board as a partner to to put bums on seats. Mm. So my my background, as I've been saying, has all been all about music and and entertainment. So it was my job to sort of bring people into the pub, and his, his job to run the pub. And um, I think um, what's happened of late, I mean. It used to be, as you say, casinos only had the the idea to do poker machines and roulette wheels yeah, and, and the stuff clubs, like that. And the clubs. And the oh, clubs. Oh, yeah, and the clubs yeah. had the pokies. Yeah. I've so never played pokies, really. Last time I yeah. played a poker, you had a handle on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, let me tell you, I've got enough fucking bad habits. I don't need to be playing <laughs> poker machines. Anyway. Oh, me too, mate. Mm. Yeah, so it's been a bit of a shame because... Well, not a shame. It's it's uh, it's terrible for that, for that particular industry. I remember when... Uh, it would it'd only be... In the late 90s, um, that you could be a musician and actually play seven nights a week in Sydney. Mm. In Melbourne, you could play seven nights a week. In Brisbane, probably four or five nights a week. But a seven-night-a-week thing, you could have, you have your day job and do gigs and you're, you're doing really well for yourself. The moment the poker machines came in, entertainment was fighting a losing battle. Mm. Uh, that We had a new form of entertainment. But also, too, in Sydney, mate, I don't remember, I think in the... Uh, would have been the late 90s, we had the fire regulations change. So we had a lot of venues in Sydney especially that closed down overnight. So we had a period of four or five years where the fire regulations changed in our Sydney lifestyle, uh, our Sydney live scene, and also then the poker machines came in and, and changed the, the landscape dramatically. So then you had to do things a lot different. But look, and this is something too we've got to make mention is that Going into this isolation, the live industry was in a bad state 
mm. in any case, mm. especially the local live scene. You mm. know, it, it costs a, quite amount of money. You have to have a PA system. You have to have, uh, you have to spend X amount of dollars on an act. You have to have, have that act working to bring people in the pub as well as the pub trying to get people into their pub. And it's been a, a, a bit of a losing battle, which is a real shame. So I think we've all got our thinking caps on at the moment about when we, we can go back out and we do open our venues about what we're actually going to do to mm. bring people in. Because I think there needs to be a, a rethink mm. and a reboot on the whole situation. Oh, mate, you love it. I mean, yeah, mate, I, I 100% agree. And that was one good thing when you were involved in that pub. I mean, I saw the Radiators there, which was basically a band I grew up watching. Yeah, Metal yeah, as yeah, anything. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, you won't see them again. I mean... No, that was just such a... Uh, unbelievable. Yeah, um, you know, some of the big-name bands that were big in the day, you know, back in the 80s mm. that, that, that you had out there. Yeah. And it's a shame that now, I mean, it's... I was really lucky, know, Dark, as you know, like because of my, my, my vintage and my uh, background in the music business, I'd... I could at least talk to those acts directly and mm. we'd get them out and we'd get them to, you know, maybe sometimes drop their price a little bit so we could afford it. And it was a real challenge to actually put a door charge on a pub in Windsor. Mm. You know, we, we charged 20 or $30 for the bigger bands and I fought to, to get that as part of our culture because the only way we could sustain that was mm. to actually put a door charge on yeah. And most people these days, when you go to a pub, you don't want to pay money to see the band mm. in the corner. So we were asking a very big thing at that stage. Mm. And, and yeah, we're but people did it. It was well supported. I yeah, mean, the it was. It was well supported. Plenty of people got out there. I was uh, one of them. Did uh, I ever pay to get in? Love? <laughs> No, Reggie, uh, Reggie, just get me. Yeah. Front, no, 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 Reggie, you're not here to pass comment on the side. You're here to get the beers, and I'll have another one, son. And I, t and yeah. I, I tell you too, Duck, that um, that was a real great thing. I, I loved it when we had those bands, and a lot of the local bands as well. We, we had a band, my mate Matt Charlie's got a band called Lizard, and we had a lot of blues bands at the Blues Fest. We had all this culture happening mm. in this particular area, and. And a lot of people used to say to me, well, all the other pubs are starting to get bands here. And I said, that's the idea. We want to make the Hawksby a hub for music, art mm. and entertainment. And that mm. was starting to happen. It really was. So it's a real shame that that, that fell over when it did. But, but we'll still continue to do you know, the Dinner by the River idea and bring uh, acts in and put them on the riverbank. We just need to be able to have a, um, a capacity that, that, that lends itself to at least breaking even for once. Mm, no, absolutely, mate. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it was just a, it's such a big deal when, uh, you know, when the pubs. When I saw some of the great bands, there was going to be a pub called the Cayman Cutter. And oh, I, and, oh, I know, uh, mate. Right, I'm, I'm right. So the Cayman Cutter had. I mean, I saw. I think I saw Cold Chisel there, yeah, Rose Tattoo. Sure. You know, some of the real big bands. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we had a great, we had a great Australian pub culture of bands. You know, that that uh, late seventies, eighties. Pub rock culture, it's, that brought us Australian Crawl, Cold Chisel, mm. Midnight Oil, The Radiators, The Mentals, The Choir Boys, yeah. Machinations, and the list goes, goes on and mm. on and on. And, mm. and we were the envy, Spy versus Spy, we were the envy of, of a lot of other cities right around the world because we had this great rock and roll situation that you could actually go out and play seven nights a week. Mm. You'd, go to, you'd go at that time and you'd go over to Los Angeles and there was only a couple of nights working per week and, and there was a pay-to-play situation, so we were very, very lucky. Mm. That was mm. good. Very yeah, good time. Yeah. Very good. Very good time to grow up around. Yeah, listen, while you're getting your guitar ready, I'm just going to send out a cheerio to my mate Coxie, who's running the Bomo Tavern up there at uh, Bowen Mountain. And uh, I could just imagine some of the dribblers he's got up there. I mean... Uh, 
He's, every night, this bloke drinks a carton a day and has a fire bucket going every night. So, Coxie, good on you, son. He just sent me a message. Give the Bomo Tavern a shout-out. The Bomo Tavern? Well, this was, he's built this deck there. I haven't yeah. been up there yet. Right. I mean, thanks for the invitation, what? Coxie. Where is it, you say? Bowen Mountain. Oh, just up the road here. The Bomo, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. so he's called the, Bo, the Bomo Tavern and he's got this deck that he's built and he's got a bar and uh, and he's got all these dribbling mates, Sean Smith, who we call uh, Berrigan. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they get in there and have beers and uh, I think none of them have seen each other for a few couple of months. Did they open today, you say? It's not, it's not a real pub. It's in a bloke's backyard. Oh. <laughs> he made coxie. All right. Anyway, all good. Well, mate, you get yourself ready and play another one. So there's your shout-out, coxie. Are we, we going to do our blues, Sam? Yeah, we'll do that in a minute. We'll do, oh. you want to, you've got another song in you? Come on, you've got, mate. Let's, mate, yeah, I'll I'll get, mate more, more music from you, mate. We'll turn that one off so we don't... Uh, let's put... I've got that, mate. You just set that there. All right, here we go. Friday night in the Duck Shed. This is one of our best ones. This is like this full is on. Well, normally it's just me looking at people on the screen. Get into it. I've got to try and remember this bloody song. Um, so this is the band that we had for our first Dinner by the River. Hey, what about a song that you... What would you, you wrote a great song that you played for me once. Those, those other two are songs I wrote. Yeah. So. Anyway, that's all right. Do the one by the river because that was a good event as well. You just do whatever you want, mate. We're in the shed here. It's pretty casual. Here we go.
You're on fire. Do you want to do that thing? What are we going to do? Yeah, I want, I was, what I was going to ask at the start of, of your show here was to get some people to send in some lyrics for a blues song. Yeah, okay. So we're going to sing the Isolation Blues. Now before we do this, I've got to, we've just got to say a couple of things, right? One, I gave the four-wheel drive to my young bloke. How long ago, love? A couple of years ago now? So a couple of years ago. Anyway, we just sold it to a mate of mine, Denny Dave, and he's watching tonight from somewhere in the middle of nowhere because he's on his way to Kununurra for work and Kununurra. he sent a message through to say that he's, he's picked us up on a bit of service and he's watching us. Oh, so that's great. Now, good on you, Dave. I wish I was there with you. He sent me a sign, a photo of him, of his um, four-wheel drive park near some sign that said Airs Rock 200Ks or something. So I was, uh, I'm thinking, geez, I wish I was up there with him. So anyway, when, wow. when we cleaned out the four-wheel drive to go and deliver it to him... Yeah. The young bloke said, I've got all these harmonicas in the console. So that, so that means I haven't played them for a couple of years because they've been sitting in his console. <laughs> it's good to see that he's been cleaning the car out yeah. for two years. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't played for two years and we've never played this song before. So we want people, we're going to play it. And what's it called? Well, I want to sing something about isolation. So, we can so we'll call it the Isolation Blues. So, so we want people to, to send us the lyrics. The best way to do that is, and we'll come up with a prize, right? So we'll come up with something. I'll talk to my mates at Eco Pots and we'll give them some thermal cookers or we'll do something, All right? right? Good. And yep. and uh, and and other mates that we have. And uh, and, and what uh, what we can do is we, what we can do is we can also send Reggie to your house, <laughs> right? And and wait on you and get your beers. He's done a great <laughs> job here tonight. I mean, you'll come in the suit, and um, it's not bad. Actually, you know what? I think that suit was. That's come straight off the rack at Salvos, I reckon. That is one of the best, eh? I mean, you're looking good, Reggie, with a tie on. You're supposed to do your top button-up when you when you wear a tie. You can't get the top button-up around your neck. You'll choke, no, fair enough. We don't want you to do that, mate. But um, so what we'll do, we want people to send the lyrics into this song. So we're going to play it. And we've never done this before, so we, we had a little bit of a run for about... a. What, 30 seconds earlier? Yeah. So what do I... So here you go. So and, we'll um, a, how about we do a, like a minute and a half? Let me just thing. make sure i got this right. All right? And, I, and remember, don't bag me, right, because I'm not a fucking harmonica player at all, <laughs> by any stretch, and I haven't played it for a couple of years until the young bloke pulled them out. And this one's even a pretty old, rusty one. We're in E. That'll do. Right, eh? Have you got that, that one up? Turning that one up for me so I can... Which one do you want up? You're up, so mate. I can, so I can listen to that out there. Oh, you want the speaker up? Yeah. Oh, I can do that here. Oh, no. Should be pretty loud now. Got the 1.5 million 
Då har jag Hej! Anyway, there you go. Anyway, what else are we back up here. There we are, folks. That'll be the neighbours over the back fence just doing yeah, all that. Yeah, good on you, neighbours. Yeah, good on you. That was all right. I've done that for all. We've got another one. We can do something. I can pull the... Uh, I've got a couple here. I've got a G and a C. The C's are more popular, aren't they? Uh, what have we got? Something. You just play something and I'll do it. This is what we do here, right? We just yeah. get on the piss right and then we just start Well, let's to... get you doing a solo. No, no, no solo. Yeah, no, you're no. doing a pretty good job then. No, 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 no solo. Have we got anyone coming in with some lyrics? I don't know, but no. I'll tell you what, send the lyrics through. If you go to the website, go to the, our website, bluecollarmedia.com.au, yeah. click on contact and send me some lyrics. Why don't we... Uh... <laughs> Why don't you give me a come up in a couple of weeks' time? We'll get some lyrics. We'll put a song together. Yeah, Let's we can do that. Mr. Duck and Wilco's isolation. Yeah, we've blues. got a few. Uh, let me see what, what we've got. Um, James Glenn Denning's all over us, mate. He's all over it, mate. Good I on you, James. James. A great bloke. And uh, we've got a few, a lot of comments here. I'm not sure what's doing on. We've got. Um, I'm just going to get it back down to the start. I guess. I'm not sure. Hey, Reggie, can here. I get another beer, mate? Yeah, go on, Reggie. Come on, Reggie. Get into it. And, uh, yeah, mate, good on you. And everyone that's ringing Donna Burke, wow, wow awesome guys, great harp duck. <laughs> there you go. Great harp. Have uh, we got something else we can play on a harp or not? We can, we can just do a bit of a... Uh, I, I'll tell you what's going to happen when we finish, and we're going to knock, we're going to ro- ro- wrap this up shortly, but I think it's going to be a big night around this fire. We'll play with the beers and your guitar and a couple of harps here tonight. Yeah, Reggie, be, Reggie, you're going to hang for a bit and give you a lift home, mate. Yeah, no, Reggie, don't worry about Reggie. We'll just ring Uber. Actually, we'll get James Glenn Denning. He's one of the great cab drivers he is. in the Hawkesbury. He is. He's a good man. And he's, he's a, a great bloke, mate. Very passionate about the music too. He loves oh, it. He gets down to Threadbay for the blues festival, and yeah, yeah, he's, he's a, right into it. And he's a, an aficionado on the whole on the blues mm. scene. He knows more about that than anybody I know. Yeah. So yeah. Good yeah. lad. Yeah. No, absolutely. Lad. That was a great song, actually. I like that. You've already got the lyrics half done, really. There should have been an instrumental in the middle. Then I could yeah. have really right. So we'll do it again if you want. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll come back and do it. We'll come back way. and do it and uh, and do it again, mate. So, but uh, so how do we do this duck with um, me sitting here for what the last hour and had four cans of beer mm. and I really need to go and have a piss. Well, you well, you, <laughs> <laughs> All right. well you do that. You you quickly go off. I'll turn your mic off. You quickly do that, and I'll just have to talk. I'm just going to have to talk, right? Oh, so sorry, you mate. It. And this is what happens in the show. We're in the shed here, right? <laughs> Hang on, I'll turn your mic back off. I've told you before to warn me about that. Oh, I've warned you. So as you know, so quickly hurry up and run and do that. So as you know, and this is what goes on here in the shed, and we've and the whole concept of this whole idea was to invite people into our Friday night set, shed sessions, and um, well, that's what we call them anyway. And there's another couple of mates here as well. I've got we've got our barman and Reggie in the suit here in the shed tonight. As well as a mate of mine, Josh Peters, and his young bloke Archie Dougie. What happened to Dougie, Josh? He just gave us the flick tonight. He, he sent me a text. He goes, "I'll be there." So anyway, Dougie, mate, yeah, mate, Dougie, you're out, mate, bad. But um, but don't forget, we are going to do. Uh, we got we want we want people to send lyrics in, and we'll come up with some prizes. So anyone who sends the best lyrics in for that song, Isolation Blues, we certainly will do that. And, uh, look, we're not sure how much longer we'll do these Friday night things. I mean, so far they're going all right. I can tell you next week here on the Shed Podcast, Lee Kernigan is a big chance of uh, joining us and uh, he's just clearing a few things off his schedule. Uh, but he's keen to come on and do it. So if you're a country music fan, you need to uh, 
You need to tune in next Friday night because Lee Kernigan is a big... We're 99% there with Lee for next week. And uh, we've got plenty of other people lined up as well. But with the footy coming back and, and pubs will open up a little bit better than they are now, uh, who knows? But we'll certainly do something. If we don't do them live Friday night, we might, we might um, do them another night or record them or something. But uh, this has just basically been an idea that I came up with that, you know, that we could... Um, you know, because on Friday night, any other night of the year, is uh, we're down, we're in the shed here at the bar. So, with Leo, he's back. And that was quick. You know, stick your head down. There you go, there you go. You, uh, you look a bit relieved. Yeah, so that's, I mean, this is what normally goes on here anyway. So, it's good to have a, it's good to have a couple of mates over. Because usually it's just been me sitting here and we've got everybody on FaceTime. So, it's good that we've got a couple of mates over doing it. And uh, tonight's been pretty good. So, here we go, Wilco. So, we're all good. Mate, we put these back on. You're going to need Wooka. You're going to talk. Oh, I can just, um, just yep, in the moment. Yeah. I think I was hanging on for half an hour. Yeah, you know they say more, mate, more than more than three shakes, Wooka. I'll turn that back off. <laughs> oh, yeah, so anyway, <laughs> oh, all right. Jesus. So before we wrap it up, we'll, we'll we'll play another song, and we might even do that one again. Don't forget, send your lyrics in. Just go to bluecollarmedia.com.au and click on contact and send us some lyrics for that song. And uh, we should play it again so people can get the gist of the. Uh, no, don't we do that now? Can we do an instrument? No, we'll do it in a second. We do it, and no. we want an instrumental in the middle of it. An instrumental in the middle, yeah. Yeah, yep. we need an instrument. Every song has an instrumental in the middle, doesn't it? Done deal, yep. Yeah, we'll do that. But we'll go. Good to see you, mate. Good that you good came to see up, you and too, you'll mate. be here for a while. You'll be. I mean, we're going to go off air here in a minute, but after that, <laughs> we'll kick around that fire. And young Archie's done a great job of keeping that fire going, just quietly. I think he burned his, burned his right arm off there at one stage. Hey? He's, he was so close to it, he's all over it. He's big in the Hawkesbury, Archie Peters. Very big. Uh, he loves his four-wheel driving and into that yeah. too. Yeah. Yep. So uh, he's right into it, mate. So uh, for all Archie Peters' mates that aren't watching tonight, bad luck, you've missed a few mentions because Archie's mates wouldn't be watching this shit. <laughs> no, you'd never know, mate. If they knew he was on... If we could turn oh. the camera around, they'd... Geez, it yeah, we on. can't actually do that. We've just got that sitting on the tripod there, Wilco, okay, but anyway. For the folks that, that, that are watching at home, that's got a... Bluey's sitting under the table. He's been really well behaved, hasn't he? has he? been. Look at him. Yeah, he's I know. Amazing. It's amazing. You haven't been giving him beers, have you, Reggie? He might have been. Yeah, he's very, very quiet, but anyway. <laughs> anyway, sitting here, we've got one here from Donna Berg, sitting here with the ISO Blues, but these gents are keeping me company with all their fun and news. What ah, news? Ah, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. A few comments here. James Glendenning's all over it since he got his mention. From James Glendenning, can you mention me again? No. Okay. No, James, you can't. Anyway, we've got a lot of mention, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, people um, coming in. James Glendenning, I'll come and get you, Wilco. And there's another one from James Glendenning. You know, uh, spent the last. This is one from Joseph out there. Spent the last six weeks watching the. Goddamn news, nothing new. I've got the isolation blues. Mate, there's a couple it's of uh, six weeks little lyrics here. Deborah Lawson, get Reggie to fill the fave seat. You know what that is? No, Reggie. what's that? Anyway, Leanne Kelly, hi, Reggie. You've got fans here, Reggie. All right, game major, love it, guys. Glenn, our man. What about Glenn, our man from Roughstock? Oh, I love Glenn. Anyway, he's, he's, he's onto it, mate. On your duck and Dave. He's loving, uh, loving it all. He's another one from James Glenn Denning. And another one. I woke up this morning, been waiting for Wilco. What's going on there? Jesus, who's that? I'm reading. I'm anyway, Reggie, can you take me around there, mate? Anyway, we mate Bravo's tuned in as well. Good on you, Bravi. And there's plenty of people here uh, tuned in. Jennifer, thanks for that. Lynn Crosby as well. Loving these lives. 
during the coronavirus with guests appear on TV shows. They give it about five minutes. Hello, Lynn. Haven't seen you for ages. How are you doing? Friend of yours? Yes. Right, yeah. Lynn, yeah. Donna Berg's in there again. My auntie Carl's hey, watching. Donna Rob, Berg. Rob Gordry up there in Mackay. Good mate of mine. He's up there tuned in as well. They're big fans of the camping and off-road radio show. Him and his dad, Pete. I'll tell you what, yeah. they, would, they would have been camped at the pub up there in Mackay oh, once yeah, the yeah, word yeah, was yeah, out yeah, that yeah, it was yeah. going to open. Well, what we'll yeah. do, we'll go, we'll just, I'll just have a swig of this thing. Me on, too, mate. mate. How's, your, how's your beer? Cheers, My good beer's to see you. Really good to see you, mate. We'll do it, mate. Very good to see you. Nice to see Blakey again too. Haven't seen Jackie for ages. Thanks for the hospitality. She's good. Where were those pork rolls earlier? Oh. Mate, not only on the Friday mate. night to you, folks, because what happens is... We, well... Mate, they were good, weren't they? Mm. Hey? I mean, you were all over it like a cat covering. I mean, fair dinkum. Oh, mate, I totally... Look, if you... I was saying to Blackie before, mate, that my cooking has been, you know... My one and only little staple diet there for the last six or eight what, weeks. What, suey mins? Oh, mate, you know, yeah, suey. Little, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. suey mins, those little, little foam buckets oh, of rice. Oh, yeah, mate, rice all over those things. Noodles and, yeah, and then just oh, pour, yeah. the, pour, boil the, pour, boil the billy and tip the hot water in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mate, when I went to the supermarket when everyone was, you know, going nuts for, you know, toilet paper and all that sort of stuff, it was actually a good thing for me because... There was no flour, there was no rice, there was no pasta, there was no nothing. So it was just those cup of soup thingos, just jamming in. No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no worries. Chop, I, do mind a, I don't mind a lamb chop as well these days. Maybe you're travelling all right. Lamb's as oh. dear as poison. It's not, not spam, is it? And Uncle Kane, Kane and Kelly's chicken wings. Oh, oh. I love those remember chicken the, wings. Do you remember the old spam in the can? Yeah. What was spam? Oh. <laughs> But if you anyone knows that. what was in that too, oh, let us know. I don't know if it was. It was like the Colonel, mate. Eleven secret <laughs> herbs and spices. What in spam? <laughs> spam. You can still get it, you know. You can, yeah. but it's, that's been flying off the shelves too. People think that uh, you know you got isolation. Spam? You got to have spam. Yeah, it must be isolation a lot of, spam. Must you know? be a lot of people on a health kick at the moment. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Eh? At, the, at the start of it, I, I I made a couple of promises to myself. Went, okay, if this thing's going to go for three months, I'm going to get fit. I'm going to give up drinking. Mm. I'm going to play the guitar more. And all the things I said I'd play do as well. Play the piano, do mm. all this sort of stuff. I've done none of it. Absolutely mm. none of it. Yeah. Maybe for a day. I, yeah. I gave up something for a day and then went, oh, what's the point? Anyway, but, I'm just looking yeah. through some of these um, comments. There's a stack of them. And, uh, mate, well, look, and for everyone who's east tuning in and, and watching, certainly thank you for doing that, mate. And uh, because I mean, we need all the support we can get out here. So what are we doing now? We're going to do our... We'll do that. We're going to do our isolation blues song again. Put an instrumental in the middle of it. Yeah, and then we'll uh, we'll shut off. We'll okay. So before, uh, let me do this the right way. Then, yeah. Doug, I'm going to take these off. Now. Yeah, you take them off. So beautiful. Thank you. I'll turn your other microphone <laughs> on so you can talk again. Well done. Thanks, mate. Find it right. We were nearly done. I was good to catch up with Dicko earlier too. That was um, that was all right. When I was on the phone with him the other day. I can spend this. Yeah, one. you're talking to that one. When I was on the phone with him the other day, um, he said he was getting into the, you know, the, the home handyman thing, and he said he'd been down to his hardware and he got himself a tool belt. <laughs> he said, so every time I do a job, I put a new thing in the tool belt. And I said, okay, so what do you got? And he said, I've got a hammer. I said, what? Have you got the right clothes on everything? You got your high vis? He said, I'm wearing no clothes, mate. I just got the tool belt on. I said, oh Jesus! All right. That's no, a good man. All right, so I need this. So just remember, I haven't played for a while, so just bear with me, right? So here we go. We're off. We're off. I'll just try and move this because it's a bit in the way, but that's all right. All right, this is it. We'll do this and then we'll uh, do a bit of a cheerio and then we're out of here. Oh, we're, we're not out of here. We'll, once we turn this off, we're over to any of that oh, fire. Okay. okay. Hey, yeah. yeah. So also, too, because I haven't played for a while, folks, so um, 
I'm going to do a couple of gigs within the next couple of weeks, a couple of isolation gigs. Mm. One's going to be at Shannon's place. Uh, Shannon, Shannon's got a, uh, a sound studio, so we're going to do that in a couple of weeks. I think the 31st of this month, 2 o'clock, Sunday Arvo. And then Glenn Bidmead and I, we've uh, been doing a lot of stuff together over the last few years. We're going to do a, a gig as well. So good on you, Glenn. Good on you, Shan. Thanks. All right. Thanks. I, and before you do that, we'll get rough stock up here as well in a couple of weeks. Bloody Glenn, he's he's amazing, mate. Um, Good bloke. He's got his. He's still going in isolation too. He's got his mm. shop going. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. We'll get him up here, and I think he needs to bring a guitarist or two with that'd him. That'd be so fantastic. That could be big. We'll have to work out cameras and all sorts of things, mate. This yeah. is all new to me. That's why there's a lot of stuff ups. All right, here we go. We're ready. So we have an instrumental in the middle of it. Yeah. And uh, this is the second time we've played this song. Two verses, right? two choruses, instrumental. Yeah, righto. Let's just yeah, go. You ready? Go. Here we go. The crowd's off, there go the neighbours. The crowd's going nuts. (laughs) All right, mate, you can leave that one on if you want. You want to back them on for a second and then we'll wrap it up. Wilco, I'll just turn that one off and turn you back on. Mate, Mate, you're a good operator there, mate. (laughs) Mate, how many beers have we had, Reggie? (laughs) We've had a few. We started early too, about 4.30. Oh. (laughs) What Christ time is it now? Jesus, it's been a long one tonight. Mate, look, it's been a long show. Mate, uh, mate, great to see you. It was great to catch up with Dicko earlier as yeah, well. Yeah, yes. And, uh, and good to see you, mate. Don't be a stranger here. As you know, you're always welcome. As me, mate, Josh, over here. And 
Yep. And no show Dougie and uh, and but Archie's here to fill the breach there and uh, here comes my daughter Courtney because I can't I don't know how to control most of this stuff so she does it so she'll come over and now, switch a it off whiz, in a minute. Mate. Yeah, she, she knows is. what's going on exactly. And Sean Walker, if you're watching, thanks again, mate. We couldn't get this thing to go to air each week without you, mate, because he pops in and he just sets up our scenes and what does a, all that. So what a cracker! Yeah, He's but anyway, we'll man. we'll see what happens next week. Hopefully, Lee Kerning will be with us, which will be good. But we'll wow, go, what we're going to do is we'll shut her off now and then. Uh, We'll go and have a couple of beers around that fire, eh? Sounds great, mate. Good on you, Wilco. Quick, give you. it up for Wilco. How good is he? <laughs> He's done well. Shit. Eh? <laughs> oh, very good. Anyway, there you go. Thanks, Doc. Woohoo, you all right? All very good. <laughs> yeah, well, Australian boys well done, bro. Ooh, there's some bad feedback there. Not sure what's happening there. That'll be that. That is this week's Shed Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Like I said, hopefully next week, Lee Kernigan will be along to join us. If you want to send some lyrics through, we'll organise some prizes. Just go to bluecollarmedia.com.au and click on contact. For those of you that have commented, thanks for doing that. And, of course, thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate it. We'll be back to do it all again next week. Thanks for that. See you then.